Well, good morning. I hope you can hear and see me okay. This is the first in our webinar series of Working From Home. I have got Holly and Nikki on the video and I'm just going to try and dial them in. Um, so bear with me. This is our first one. So just... Ladies, can you hear me? Yes. And, can can we... and we still can't see your video. Uh, it's still saying you've stopped it. The post has stopped it. All right. Well, we might just need to crack on and figure out why after. So bear with me. We're going to crack on. Unfortunately, we can't see Polly and Nikki, which is a shame because Polly's put a bunch of makeup on and I would have loved to have seen that. Um, and if in, when we get chatting, if I can work out how to dial it in, or if anyone watching knows how to dial in the video on this, please let us know in the chat to figure it out. But yeah, good morning. Thanks for joining. My name is Barry Ennis and I'm CEO of Wake Up Method and I'm a transaction coach. This is the first of our Wake Up webinars and we've put them together a bit quick. Um, so apologies about the rough around the edges. But these are unprecedented times and we're experiencing radical and rapid change to the very fabric of our everyday lives. And every day at 5pm we seem to be given a new assignment by the government in which we must all wake up, listen and act in the most serious way. So from today, every Monday at 10, we're going to come together and create 30 minutes of space to connect, think and figure out some of these challenges. As we embark on a prolonged period of working from home, our Wake Up webinars will provide expert practical experience, advice and support to the very challenges we face. Each week I'll be joined by experienced coaches, practitioners, business leaders and employees and together we will share and discuss our insights, tips and techniques on a specific topic. And through a series of live polls and Q&A, we will also be able to join in the discussion and share your experience. The Wake Up Method takes personal and professional development beyond a focus on self. We champion everyone to be in a positive relationship with themselves and also with their sense of community and most importantly our shared environment, planet Earth. So this week I'm joined by Nikki Peterson and Polly Downs and you cannot see them unfortunately but hopefully you can hear them. Ladies, you still there? Yeah. 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 And we together are going to be getting our heads around about how we can effectively work from home and the additional challenge of having family, friends, housemates and animals in our new offices. Nikki is the commercial director for Psychology's magazine with the responsibility for all ad revenue. She's also an ICF personal and exec coach and as of last week has shared responsibilities for homeschooling her two girls aged eight and ten with her now sadly out of work chef husband. Polly is an ICF executive coach who does one-on-one -on -one as well as lots of group coaching work with parents. She's divorced and therefore a single mum of three teenagers-ish and one dog and has started homeschooling from today. So welcome both of you. Thank you. Oh, Polly being very compliant already, I like it. <laughs> so we are... Our rough, our rough schedule for today is that we'll, we'll go through these four broad topics that we've got today, which I'm going to get up on the screen so that we can see what's happening at home. Um, and then we'll just have a light discussion. Um, and I think the first one we've got is boundaries. And so, Polly, 
Nikki, I'm just wondering now that we can't see you, what your kind of physical space and, and time boundaries are at the minute. Nikki, I know you mentioned that you're in a room uh, and that you have a space. Is, is that right? Yeah, so I'm, I mean, I'm slightly ahead of the game here of a lot of people because I've been working from home for three years right. and Psychologies magazine, we all work remotely. So we are, in fact, used to, you know, working from home, being isolated from others, you know, not being able to go into the kind of coffee making facilities and have that chat. Um, mm. But yeah, I, so I am very, very fortunate that I have my own office space and it's completely set up. Um, but ordinarily, the children are at school. So my, my kind of new boundaries that I've got to um, be really aware of is that my children who are eight and 10, they don't quite understand boundaries the same way as adults do or sometimes do not understand. Um, so for example, I've, I've been on the phone pretty much since quarter past eight this morning. Um, and I've, I have to tell my children when I'm available and when I'm not available. My husband is here, but he's dipping in and out because he's still got lots of stuff going on with his work, um, albeit he's out of work, but he's still, he's got to find out, you know, exactly what is happening. Is he going to get paid? Is he not going to get paid? So although I'm used to it, it's, um, you know, there are challenges, additional challenges coming up right now. And Polly, what, what, what's your situation? Where, what are you, how are you working? Well, I do have a little home office um, that normally I'll, if I do Skype calls with my clients, I make sure I haven't got any kids in the house and the dog is locked away somewhere. So that is all completely changed now. Um, in terms of boundaries, I try to set boundaries for the children, like don't come in if the door's closed and things, but then they'll shout, mom, and they'll be run, they'll open the door and go, oh, sorry. So it's re it is impossible to do one-to-one -one coaching with the kids in the house. Um, and then just annoying things, like I always keep a charger for my phone in my office. I came in this morning and that's gone. So <laughs> I think I need to reinforce some of these boundaries, but whether that's going to be realistic or not, I don't know. So I think in this funny time, keeping boundaries as fluid as possible is going to be key. Yeah, and there's that sort of pressure, isn't there? I was just sharing when we were trying to get this up and running this morning and pull it all together a bit quick um, because I was out of London for a few days. I went up to my friend's farm just to get some headspace whilst the news was emerging. And then so this morning it's been a bit, there's three of us working from here today and we've all got the pressures of, are there enough rooms? What are we, can we get in the kitchen? Can we do this? Can we do that? Um, and I, part of me is just thinking it is what it is. <laughs> You know, it's like we, I think when we were doing video conferencing in kind of the old world, if you like, back in the work office or the Fridays from home, we would make that special effort, wouldn't we, to, to, to make sure that the background was clear and tidy and mm -hmm. that we had a, a private room and you know, the time was worked out. But, but it's just such a different environment now, isn't it? I mean, how can you physically manage three kids and a dog <laughs> to be sat in one place at one time? I was hoping you'd give me the answer. <laughs> <laughs> I shout and <laughs> no, I don't. Um, I had a friend, I think it's useful to remember that we're not the only ones in this position and most people are also struggling with the same questions. And a friend of mine 
she only has one daughter, but um, she was on a work conference call. I think there were four of them. She works for one of the UK's biggest retailers. Right. And um, she was in a, I think it was a board meeting or a very senior meeting. And one of the, the, the most senior people on the call, his daughter shouted, Alexa, play something. And then everybody on the call's Alexa started <laughs> playing. <laughs> what song was it? I don't know, unfortunately. I have to find out. We need to know that. We need to know that. Well, we've just, as we go through the conversations, I'm putting out some polls to the people that are watching. And, and one of the questions we've asked is, do you have a private room with a desk to working at home? And the people that are watching here, 67% have, which is great. And so it seems that we are in the minority, Polly. <laughs> we don't actually... You've got your space, but you know you haven't got a lock on the door. But 33% of people saying they don't have a space. That's a third of people that I'm guessing are on kitchen tables and sofas and bedrooms and all of that. Um, and I'm just wondering what that does in terms of your, your physical internal boundary of what work is and what home is. Um, if suddenly these private spaces are becoming offices, if you like. Um, I wonder what that does to us in terms of how we frame work. I think, Nikki, I think that's really, oh, sorry, Polly, is it all right for me to yeah, jump in? So I've, I initially experienced that when I first started working from home. And, oh. and, and then, you know, I, it, it became apparent very, very quickly that there wasn't really much of a boundary between home life personal life and and even space you know to I was working from the dining table um, my laptop was always there my notepads were always there it was too easy to think oh I'll, I'll just do that so I'd be working much much longer hours but also when I didn't want to do the work I could still see it mm. and that there's then no real no real kind of shutdown time and I think you know none of us know how long this is going to go on um, mm. so I think it's really important that if we can even if you haven't got a dedicated space at the end of each day tidy that space if you can just have a box with Great. with all of your things to just put it away and hide it just so it's out of you when I started to do that 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 helped because then there was it was back to my home space and yeah. obviously you know I'm human that didn't happen every day no. but when it did I did feel better in the evenings it felt like it was back to my kind of you know my home space my sacred space and I could I could definitely shut down and switch off easier yeah, that's nice. And I think what's nice is that most of us are on laptops and phones and actually the kit is quite uh, agile now. Um, I remember back in the day when, you know, you have to work from home and you'd have like this 1990s office set up, like you'd have to have, I don't know, big monitors and, you know, big clunky equipment. But actually most of us, I think, have that agile laptop up, laptop down. It can be put in a box. Um, but just to do that kind of ritual act of, finishing work, um, doing something may be good. You know, maybe that's, a, for me, it's a meditation. So I will try and just put a meditation practice in that closes off that work process um, so that I'm just delineating some boundaries in between. Um, but I love that. Yeah, just put stuff away. And 
And I think there's also something about the phone as well, um, bleeding slightly out of work, I guess. But, well, no, not necessarily, but, you know, I know my partner's on Slack a lot of the time and works for an American company. So the time zones there are all over the place anyway. And it's just, how do you manage that when, when you know, you need to be contact, you feel like you need to be contacted quite a lot. Um, and I wonder if that's a good opportunity to just move through to uh, our next piece, which is presentation. And, and Polly and I were having a quick conversation before this about well, you know, what do we mean by presentation? Is it the way we look and what we're wearing? And, and yes, I think it is that, but it's also how, um, how we communicate, the, the doorbell going off, the washing machine suddenly mm-hmm. happening, um, you know, those kind of things. So annoyingly, and it's my fault, we can't see Polly and Nikki today, um, but I had a little glimpse of what's going on for them. But I was just curious, uh, maybe Polly, to share about what your, how you manage that kind of how do you look and how do you sound piece from home? Well, I think, so there are two things there. One is I always try and look a bit like I'm going to work because that makes me feel a bit more professional. And mm-hmm. actually at the moment, it's really nice to have an excuse to get dressed into nice clothes instead mm-hmm. of just my old sweatshirt. Um, but I'm really conscious during this conversation that I've got teenagers, Nikki's kids are a little bit older and they kind of, they'll follow instructions. I'm thinking about parents who've got really young toddlers or kids, you know, under six year old kids who need a lot of attention. Um, so for them, these boundaries, they're kind of switching off at the end of the day. It's really difficult because I think for lots of those parents, they're going to have to do much less work during the day. And then they're much more likely to try and do work in the evening and get up early. I've heard of people getting up at 5.30 to get a couple of hours work done before their kids get up at the moment. So in terms of presentation there, if you haven't got your own workspace and you've got toddlers climbing all over you and porridge flying around the room, that's, you know, that isn't really very realistic or possible. So I think in those, when I think back to when I was at that state of kids and working life. I think the best thing there is just to lower your expectations of or other people's expectations really and explain that you might not be able to answer emails immediately. You might not be able to be looking particularly professional during the working day. And I think if you've already warned people of that before you take the calls, it can just take a bit of stress off you individually. Yeah, Nikki, do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, I think just important, you know, I think it's really important that we do all still try and connect with our teams. And, you know, it's isolating enough if you're new to working from home and then having to get up at ridiculous o'clock to try and get a couple of hours done. I think, as, as Polly says, it's about communicating with your teams and maybe maybe teams need to agree kind of terms between them about you know do we have to do a video call can can we opt you know I think as Polly's talking about being with younger kids all I'm visualizing is I'm sorry this is gross but you know there's going to be parents out there with babies that are vomiting and I'm you know I'm I'm being taken back to the muslin cloth over my shoulder and the reality is that is going to happen so I think there needs to be some real agreed terms with teams you know 
how do we have to show up? How do we have to present ourselves? Is it okay to not have the video on? Can we join meetings late? Um, just just if, if as much can be agreed beforehand, then it does take that pressure yeah. of those that feel they need to show up in a certain way, need to be there on time. Because it, it's, you know, this is going to be the new way of working for mm -hmm. we don't know how long. Um, mm -hmm. And if these things can be agreed beforehand, yeah, I think it's just going to take pressure and expectations off of a lot of people. Yeah, and I think one of the things I've noticed, I had a call, this, I had a client this morning via video who was in China and the internet there has always been particularly dodgy and we were kind of trying to maintain this video link, you know, uh, you know this video coaching link and eventually we just realised that, that we could just be much better on the phone. Um, and so it just immediately dropped the, the anxieties and the sort of pressure around having to maintain this video presence because what we were doing was having a really good conversation. And yes, of course, there's an additional benefit to being able to see someone, but sometimes, well, not even sometimes, the technology lets us down. You know, today's a perfect example, can't get the video working. And we need to build in, I think, um, we need to plan time for that happening because we can't become too reliant or too expecting of the video conferencing software that we may all be using to support what we need to do. And to just sort of be okay to do a phone call or to do it in text maybe into WhatsApp, um, video and Zoom and Skype and all the others aren't the only way we can communicate. Um, there's additional benefits, but it's just sometimes we get caught in the stress of making it work mm. um, and forgetting the core of what we need to do which is probably just exchange ideas and, and hear each other and stay in touch um i was always thinking i was i've got this ridiculous background behind me the wake up method which was a which was um a good idea at the time and it it i was putting it up this morning and i thought what a contradiction um because it doesn't matter what's behind it i i did it for all sorts of continuity reasons but it's that sense that we want to put our best selves forward in this moment in time, I think. You know, we want to still be showing up and showing that we are professional and that we're here to do a good job. Um, and we haven't necessarily got the same cues and abilities and opportunities to demonstrate that to our leadership, to our colleagues, to people on our team. So back of screen is sometimes all we've got. Um, have you guys used any of the um, Zoom backgrounds? Have you heard of those? That they're, they're happening quite a lot in the minute. Yeah, I haven't used them. <laughs> I don't know how to, obviously. So <laughs> someone can show me how. Um, Nikki, have you heard of them? No, I haven't. No, I mean, I, I've been using Zoom for, for a long, long time, but... Yeah, apparently you can drop a sort of San Francisco skyline in the background quite effortlessly, <laughs> which I guess could help if you're, you know, you're worried about what's going on in the background and uh, you know and maybe there's something about privacy there as well that suddenly we're broadcasting our homes out to people that we've worked with um so i don't actually know how to do it polly does but there are ways in which you can protect what's going on in the background with zoom and i'm sure the other platforms are, are coming up behind in the interest of time let's just move on to our next topic and i know it's really for you two to have a, com a discussion about this and that's homeschooling which i think started for most people today is that right polly well officially yes 
Officially, yeah. I don't know, Nikki, you made a decision to suit your personal circumstances to bring that forward slightly. So how is that going for you both? Nikki, do you want to go first? Yeah, okay. So, yeah, we, we, are, we took our girls out of school. Um, they, they weren't in school at all last week. Um, and we're being really casual about it. You know, if, we're, if I'm stressed about them learning, they're going to feed off of that. Um, the school have been absolutely brilliant. We got some home packs last week and school have said, you know, what they learn nine till three in the school day. Don't, don't think that that's what your kids will have to do. They don't have to sit and learn for, for those six hours. The most important things are if you can 45 minutes of writing, 45 minutes of maths, 15 minutes of reading, and then a bit of the other things, a bit of PE, history, geography, science. Um, so we're just trying to make it fun. Um, questions that the girls are asking about anything. Um, you know, that, that might become their lesson. An example is we were on the hunt for eggs last week. And, um, and then my 10 year old daughter was asking her, what's the difference between eggs that we can eat and eggs that come into chickens. And I just said, do you know what? Let's turn that into your science lesson. Find that out for yourself tomorrow. I get out of answering the question. <laughs> and, um, that's a coach response, yeah. I mean, that's probably more where I was actually coming from. Um, but I thought, no, let's use their curiosity to find, find out for themselves. If they want to know, they're going to find the answers more. And, and their way of learning is is really how they want to learn so you know rules rules for us have completely gone out the window about them learning i think if we just need them to be happy you know they've been absolutely fantastic they've adapted they're positive they're calm and i think as adults actually maybe we need to look at what the kids are doing to teach ourselves you know how to how to adapt how to re how to remain calm right now Good point. You talked about the resilience of children earlier, and I think I couldn't agree more. Polly, how are your three doing with all the different stages of schooling that you that you guys are at? Well, they come back to me at lunchtime today. They're with their dad this weekend, and I just we'd agreed that they'd be up at eight thirty, ready to log on at nine, because the school had recommended we follow the school day. Mm. Um, and at nine thirty, I'd had a message. That from my daughter saying that one of my sons is still in bed. So that hasn't gone very well. <laughs> um, the school saying to follow the curriculum and then other people from school saying just a little and often, that kind of thing. They're the sort of messages we're getting which are confusing. Um, my kids aren't those particularly driven going to go and do their schoolwork out of their own conscience. So it's going to be tricky and I think um, <clears throat> I've thought about it a lot and I've spoken to people who are teachers I, I did work in a school recently for about 18 months and I just remember that the main emphasis is always about trying to make children independent learners so I feel like by sitting and sort of helping them through their work I'm probably going to be causing far more damage than good um, and although I'm not 
going to tell them this. I think my plan is for them to just, for this just to be used as an opportunity to learn life skills. I think we've got a room that needs decorating. I think I'm going to get them to help me or get them to decorate it, get them to do some gardening, get them to cook. Um, I think those, I think that is where they're, that is going to be better kind of Put them to work, Polly. I've been saying that to you for a long time. Get them working. (laughs) (laughs) That's the plan. But there's something about those real life lessons now. And I think one of the, one of the things that I've heard from, from people that I've worked with is that sometimes the curriculum isn't fit for the purpose of life. Uh, So probably a big statement. Um, And there's a sense of life skills now being taught in the home and about the world. And I love that, you know, using the eggs is a perfect way into a conversation about yeah, biology and science and the natural world. And uh, the, but then still there's a job to be done. So I think there's a, still a pressure for, for, for parents and for families to, to support what is now a schooling system and still a work system. And I guess that links back into the boundaries piece about structuring time um, in a way that that honours all of those responsibilities now. Um, before we move on, is there anything more we'd want to say about homeschooling that you think is important? Anything, tips to share? I think mental health. I think just considering the children's well-being and their mental health. And is it good for them to sit at the kitchen table for six hours a day with no social interaction with their friends and things? I really don't think it is. So if I can encourage mine to... Skype a friend and do learning together that will definitely help them and encourage them a bit I think and I really do think it is about focusing they've got there are so many restrictions for them now where can they feel free and independent and find some new experiences and responsibility rather than us telling them what to do all the time yeah it's an opportunity to do things slightly differently isn't it yeah nice yeah I I, I, uh, just wanted to add I think time time wise as well I think it's important to have some sort of structure to the day but as families we're all going to be working completely different so it's a structure and a loose structure that works for your individual family so if the kids prefer to get up later you know there's nothing wrong with them starting at 10 o'clock 11 o'clock it's really adapting to each individuals families needs it's going to work best for your family and I think you know just because you're on a a whatsapp group with other parents who are you know kind of saying oh my kids were up at this time and doing this I think we've all just got to try and work work out what's best for your family yeah and I'm struck by you know, the last sort of five, 10 years of rhetoric in the workplace around flexible working. And, you know, it's not about just sitting at the desk and, and being present. It's about the quality of the work that you're doing. And that seems to, to lend itself quite nicely now to how we manage school hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's when are people most productive? And when are people, you know, we used to talk about morning people and, you know, and evening people. And yeah, it's going with the natural rhythm of the family, it feels. Mm-hmm. I feel completely unqualified to talk about this area, given that I have no kids and uh, my schooling was pretty unstructured and chaotic anyway. So I probably would be great right now. Anyway, in the interest of time, let's move on to our last 
subjects there, which is presenteeism. And I just want to start with the poll, because interestingly, um, we sent out a question, which is, do you feel as though you need to be digitally available more regularly uh, now that your colleagues aren't sat in the same room as you? And it's the most overwhelming response we've had. 71% of people say yes, um, with 29% of people saying no. And I'm noticing that in my real home here with the people that are having to connect, that there's a need to be seen. Um, and yeah, let's just spend a minute or so just talking about that. What, what are your experiences, Polly? Um, well, because I'm a coach, I don't really have that. So, so for me, I'd be one of the, the no's there, but I can, I'm hearing from other people, teachers, um, lots of people who are really struggling with this because it isn't realistic when you've got families running around the house and children wanting snacks and drinks and attention and needing to be schooled so I think this is going to have to be a big shift in the way that we work um, and I just encourage people to to voice how difficult it is because this is we are in this time of flux now where we don't know what's going to happen and we need employers to recognise that it's not going to be possible for everybody to be in the same place at the same time. Yeah, I agree. Nikki, what do you think? Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree with that. Um, and, and I think it's really important that people, again, so much easier said than done, don't end up working longer hours. You know, there's, there's so much uncertainty going on. And, and obviously a lot of people are uncertain about the future of their jobs. So there is potentially additional pressure that they need to be seen to be doing their work, doing more work. Um, but equally, we've all got to look after ourselves. It's really important to, to take breaks, take your lunch breaks, move, move away if you can from your working space get outside whilst we can, get some fresh air. Um, everybody, I feel like I keep saying it, we are all in it together. Um, and I think, yeah, people are gonna feel the need to prove themselves, but ultimately I think that, you know, that's gonna lead to even more burnout. Um, just yeah. reiterating what, what, what I think Polly said, you know, with those of us that have got kids at home, it is that additional pressure of the parenting, the home educating, and we're just not going to be available as though, you know, we are nine till five. Mm. Yeah. And I think there's, there's something about maybe being upfront with this sort of contract, if you like, recontracting with your, with your team around you at work about that availability and not being afraid. I mean, there's a backdrop here, obviously of uncertainty, around jobs and an industry in a way that is un, unimaginable and I and it's very understandable that people feel the need to be showing up as much as possible and you know I, I, I do understand that and I think it's being as it's being as sensible and resourceful and as helpful as you can and that doesn't necessarily mean being on a zoom call for eight hours a day um, so it, you know, it's coming back to your intuition in some degree and re and thinking about how important is this call right now? Um, I, I, my feeling is, and I don't know whether you, 
to agree that there's there's an immediate sort of response happening now where I think people are having a collective feeling of needing to be connected and I and I understand that and I'm hopeful that there will be a relaxing of this in the next few days where people can kind of ease into their own rhythms and find their own space so yeah I don't, I don't want to kind of call anyone out and I know people are having to do their best with things but I'm hopeful that the pressure will slightly kind of dissipate as we as we move through. Well, look, I, I, as I knew, we would run over time. Um, we, we, we aren't going to be able to do the Q&A today, but we will do it next time. Um, in the interest of trying to stick to the half an hour, especially given what we've just said about not being on Zoom the whole time, I really want to keep these to half hour uh, weekly boosts of advice and support and connection. Um, and next week, we are going to be looking at a different subject, which is going to be to innovate and pivot your business. And I think a lot of us are having to think fast and creatively and innovatively about how we can stay in work. Um, and so we'll be having some speakers on talking about that. But before we head off, I just wanted to say, Polly, Nikki, is there one thing that you would like to share each of you that just sort of encapsulates your your feeling at the minute about working from home with the additional pressures? Um, shall I go first, Nikki? Yes. Um, I just, I would just like to share, I think we just have to be really realistic about what we can do work-wise and what we can do for our children. Um, there's no doubt that the most important thing is to make our children feel loved and cared for and safe. So I think keep that as your priority and focus on being really kind to yourself at this time. Lovely. Thanks, Polly. Yeah, to echo, I guess, what, what Polly's just said there. And also, if nothing goes to plan, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, it, it really doesn't matter. We've, we've all got to adapt. We're all going to be amending our plans, amending our goals. Um, I think maybe if we all have a, a must-do list that really is a must-do list, if we can just check two things off a day, that's fine. Everything else has got to have, I think, a degree of flexibility. Um, yeah, I, I think flexibility and adaptability are going to be absolutely crucial right now. Yeah, thanks. And I think, yeah, just to sort of summarise that, I think I'm struck by, I think it's Stephen Covey's circle of control and circle of concern. Um, and it's a useful exercise. It's the simplest one, you know, just draw two circles, what's in your control and what's in your concern. And just to be focusing on the things that you can control in the here and now. Um, and whether that's just making sure that you've drank enough water or you've opened the window and had a bit of daylight and also have some humor and some lightness. Um, I think we can get a bit stuck into the news agenda at the minute and it's important just to keep a smile on your face as much as possible. Um, it's an infectious thing that we can all do. Um, as I say, coming back from the country yesterday, everyone's smiling out there. <laughs> it's a very different vibe. Um, but I think if we can sort of bring a bit of that in um, into the city whilst we're all working, hopefully we can all get along um, nicely. So I'm going I'm to start wrapping up now. And I just want to say huge thanks to Nikki and Polly for being brave um, to come along with this um, experience to be the first guests on. Um, offering their time for free completely and their wisdom um, and the massive smiles that I know you're having, even though sadly we can't see them today. Um, 
And thank you to all of you guys that registered and participated in the polls and for offering up the questions. It's an amazing feeling creating a community. It's making me feel uh, incredibly uh, proud of, of us as a community. And I'm going to be back on every Monday now at 10 with two new guests from the business and the coaching world. Uh, next week, we're going to be talking about how to flex and to pivot your business in this uncertain time. If you have any questions uh, in the meantime, or you want to get involved on a deeper level, feel free to email us at hello at thewakeupmethod.com or search for us online. And for now, just stay positive and have a wonderful week. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.